call imagine mm. if michael bay called our bluff and put us in charge of the next transformers movie oh okay <laughs> what would what kind of crazy hijinks would we get into and would Mark Wahlberg listen to one goddamn thing that we had to say? Okay, so Optimus Prime's back. I don't know if he's gone because I haven't seen the last three movies, but he's back, all right, and he, he, <laughs> mean, he means business. Kids, he he said a lot of off- offensive things in the seventies when he was when he was young, and he's got to learn to deal with the repercussions of that as <laughs> as the children of the people he he influenced uh, come to come to save the world under his his wing, as it were. Okay, so I think. Pretty much, we're going to have hard pivot this into being a sequel to the animated movie from the eighties, rather than and have very little, if nothing, to do with the actual string of hit blockbusters. I'm pretty the Transformers sure. films. Yeah. It's going to be animated, but not. You know. Oh, I love that. I kind of where you know, very much like uh, when Steve Buscemi's in a thing. It's like, is this animated? It's actually not. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Mark Wahlberg is going to be in it. The actual put like the character of Mark Wahlberg, but he's not going to be voiced by right. Mark Wahlberg, obviously. He's going to be voiced by Steve Buscemi. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so it'll have that sort of animation, but not quite sound. sensation to yeah. it. Yeah, sound, feel, look. Yeah. It, it, smell. It, exactly. It, smell-o-vision for this one? Um, I'm going to have to say a hard yes on smell-o-vision. Um, Fair enough. And yes, Mark Wahlberg is going to listen to a goddamn thing, we're going to have to say, because actually he's not going to have anything to do with this, so... Um, and he's going to listen to that. Yeah. He's going to listen to that daily about how uninvolved he is in this project of ours. Yeah, exactly. But we're going to save him for our indie flick, the one we've got planned with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, shit. But that's, Fuck yeah. But that's for another pitch. Um, uh, still still working out some of the more... Um, <laughs> Nuanced dick shots. Yeah, the more offensive one. avenues. We could take that down. Absolutely. And um, how many gay jokes we can work into it. Yeah, so I, th- I think this is already going to be a success. But um, ultimately... Um, I want this to be an animated movie for kids with Steve Buscemi in it. Um, <laughs> One of those. The, the, yeah. So you see how difficult this is going to get. Only way I think we're going to save this, we are going to have to include uh, John Turturro being pissed on by a robot. Well, that's just um, the poster already taken care of. that cares about Walt Frazier's jersey. Yeah. The fuck? Is that going to come up again? Oh. What do you mean, no? I'm Paul Fraser. Paul Goodman introduces himself on One Good Thing. <laughs> he does. Oh my God, that's such a character flaw of yours. I hope we can work on that. <laughs> um. sneak, sneak preview. I'll just change eventually. <laughs> uh, we are still frolicking gayfully about the Merry Fields of Recommendations month. Yes, indeed. This time, uh, between punches from my, my lovely girlfriend now. <laughs> Uh, she said, why, why don't you just watch Eddie with me, you fuck? Um, I, she gets to recommend two movies a year that I grudgingly go, fine, we'll watch whatever rubbish movie this is. Remember the Titans? Fine. Dark City? Fine. <laughs> I don't suppose Dark City was uh, reviewed poorly enough for us to get our greasy little mitts on. No, she ten- Nell tends to only recommend that we watch really, really good films that... Uh, Shit. That How inconsiderate. I'm- I'm too busy trying to show her season two of One Punch Man. Now, it's not very good so far, but it's, it's going to get better, I'm sure. No, I haven't <laughs> got time to watch Apocalypse Now. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> She's dark. Dark lady. She, she recommended uh, Eddie. New York City. Home of the legendary New York Knicks. Bailey, you going to try something new tonight like trying to coach? But this season, the Knicks suck. Then fate. Anyone who makes the free throw gets to be honorary coach for the second half. Lent them a hand. You are not a coach. You're not a player looking like a little rope. Nobody thought she could do it. Now she's in their face. What is wrong with you? What you Helen Keller? On their case, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> On the basis of it's a sports movie and it's a Whoopi Goldberg movie and she liked it as a kitten. <laughs> yeah, as a kitten. Yeah, I mean, what better way to get a, get revenge against the uh, saucy Pauls than recommending Steve Rash's 1996 movie, uh, the thing that Paul said earlier. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, the film. <laughs> so, 
Steve Rash directed one of the American Pie straight-to-DVD films, Ooh. a road trip straight-to-DVD film, yes. and uh, two of the Bring It Ons. Nothing straight-to-DVD about those. Pure cinema. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Kirsten Dunst, mate. <laughs> you can just slide down those abs. <laughs> I intend to. Speaking of doing so, uh, critics reacted to Eddie like a bloody woman doing an important job. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> I'm not having it. I'm not having any of it. No. Neither any of the people in this movie. One bit of it, mate. Well, one of these men is Rita Kempley at Washington <laughs> Post, who said, A wretched round ball comedy. Oh, I don't like that. I don't oh. like the round ball comedy. Screwball is one thing, but the yeah. round ball? Oh. Just round balls? It's just... Uh, Nowadays, you go for the Phillips heads ball, but... <laughs> try and get that in the 90s. Uh, public, meanwhile, loved it like a $2,000 season ticket. Let me just check okay. any one of the 907 reviews it has on Amazon. <laughs> okay, oh, random. I think another, I think um, Still Walking had five. Uh, Mrs. Brenda Villa over uh, yeah. Brenda Villa on uh, Amazon said, If you like Whoopi Goldberg, you will enjoy the way she jumps around here. Just a basketball <laughs> f- fan whom becomes the dream coach. <laughs> Good use of whom. You heard it right. Whom becomes the dream coach. <laughs> definitely correct the thing about whom is you just have to have confidence it is actually interchangeable with who it's just then what you say after that is the issue yeah definitely it's just don't don't back down is what's following whom a sentence then <laughs> you're gonna have to go away and rethink this brenderville <laughs> okay Freeman. yes we have very sexual man seriously go google it it's actually kind of ridiculous frank langella mm. Who appeared in of course junior as yeah. evil scientist man who wanted arnold schwarzenegger's baby and uh, Masters of the Universe as the evil uh, ri- wizard guy who wanted oh, He-Man's baby. Yes, of course. Fuck. <laughs> and we also have a foreman, Asif Mandvi, mm. who was uh, the Indian mum from Mother's Day, uh, the one who nearly got shot by the police. Oh, yeah, that brilliant. was great, great fun, great laughs. Good Gary Marshall joke. He was in Marvel, uh, sorry, Marvel, Marvel 43 it was called, <laughs> renamed, as the guy who was introducing the sex robot to um, Richard Gere. So he plays a mum and a and a guy, and a guy, and he also played Commander Zhao in um, the Last Airbender. Oh fuck! Okay, <laughs> I was sorry to hear that your family died in that terrible fire accident. Great. More great dialogue is available. Yeah. You did. I'm I'm pretty sure you said mum at the beginning, and if not, then look, it's on record, <laughs> and I apologise to everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was just me screwing up the fact that everybody. No, we played. You remember he played the husband who. Uh, the family discriminate against. He's a, I'll tell you what, though. He is in a pink bathrobe at one point, so... Basically a lady. Basically a lady, according to the logic of excellent film Mother's Day. <laughs> excellent man, Gary Marshall. <laughs> oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Free. Mate. Now, Donald Trump is a two-man, but he has pardoned himself for both of them, so... Yeah, I'm not gonna face any consequences for that, I'm afraid. But but and that's just allowed. That's just completely allowed. We can demand that they extradite him anyway. <laughs> they can extradite him, but only to a place that he wants to go. It's a very weird law. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. But look, mate, that's the way it works. Those, Apparently, it's democracy. That blue tick is gone. We can do whatever the fuck <laughs> we like to him. Oh yeah, without a blue tick, you're lower than scum. <laughs> lower than us. Even lower than us. And I got a green tick. Not very good, is it? You, you, a tick that was green in the woods. Yet to dislodge it. It bit me, and I inherited Twitter. The film has 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 on IMDb, and barely broke even, like a comparatively successful Donald Trump venture. Successful. (laughs) So, Paul, you loud fan. Uh, yes. What's one thing about Eddie that made you want to uh, get a life, a face, and a new coat? Oh, God, Paul, it was a good bit of Gary Glitter usage in this movie. Oh, well, don't worry, mate. That's going to get mentioned. Oh, the 90s <laughs> when, when nobody knew that Gary Glitter was a massive paedophile. And, <laughs> and everybody just went, oh, his songs are quite good for movies. Oh. Yeah. And then, the, and then Todd Phillips in the, in the noughties. In, <laughs> yeah, in, he didn't in, get in, the in, fucking memo. In the 2010s. Have this, cucks. <laughs> we love paedophiles. <laughs> Here at DC. <laughs> you can't. This is, this is non-canon. It is canon. Oh, <laughs> God. All right. Well, what happens in Eddie? Oh, well, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg plays Eddie. Uh Uh-oh. She does. Yeah. Well, we start with the opening music, and I'm already having fun. Oh, boy, it's a razzmatazz 90s uh, (laughs) Paz venture. (laughs) 
it's a razzle dazzle. You get them looking one way, and you sneak a film past them. <laughs> yeah, Siegfried and Roy, they, they they were behind all this. Um, the trapeze God in bless and, te- and tell you that Richard Jenkins in is in the, this movie in the sassiest Richard Jenkins font I've ever seen. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell coming up next. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. Well, after the razzle dazzle opening, uh, we start with a limo driver. Oh, there he is. There's Commander Zhao. Um, <laughs> he, like everyone in New York, is ignoring their jobs in order to listen to the game on the radio. Yeah, it's definitely phones that ruined everybody's attention span. <laughs> Before that, everyone was Buddhist monk- Trappist monks, just focused in on everything they were doing. Oh, at least at least you can't read a radio, Paul. You just have to, you just have to like bend down on a ninety degree angle to change it to get the right station. I actually can. I have synesthesia. Is it? Yeah. That word popped into my head, and my brain was like, it "Might be appropriate." You also have whatever uh, not knowing the word for your own illnesses. <laughs> Stupidity. I do. It's a terrible. It's a terrible affliction. That. <laughs> it's a terrible. Um, what's the word? It's not actually the radio. It's Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. the limo driver, who occasionally hijacks head office in order to commun- uh, commentate on Knicks games. Yeah. And apparently that's not allowed. Yeah. Ooh. The, the Knicks take the lead. lead. They take the lead with 20 seconds to go. It doesn't get any better than this. Oh, hold on, sports fans. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Spud Webb to Doc Rivers. Mike's limo. Should be in America. Land of the free. It should be. I mean, so what? A whole bunch of people are stranded everywhere. The Knicks game. Yeah, fuck it. Well, look, I'm listening to the Knicks game. I'm not using my eyes for that. I'm using my brain, my mind's eye to imagine the ball game. I'll just look for people who look like they could afford a limo and pick them up. <laughs> I don't need dispatch. Yeah, exactly. Stop by, hey, baby, you want a limo? limo. That's 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 all you need. <laughs> yeah, and one of the people you could say that to is young, sexy, and rich Frank Langella. Oh, he is all those things. Oh. <laughs> He's evidently all those things. Yeah, so she she goes to pick him up at the airport. He's some sort of weird Texan fellow with a lot of money and a lot of walk in his step. A lot of balls. But whilst they're travelling together, there's some clown on the radio talking about the Knicks. It's a new owner or something. So Goldberg has to call up and get this guy dressing down. She gets on the radio, and as you'd expect, (laughs) someone answers, hello, ESPN. (laughs) She's like, let me speak to who's on the radio. Sure. (laughs) Land of the free. And the free home of the brave, and um, but surprise, that brave clown is actually in the back seat. It's Frank Langella. He just bought the Knicks. Ah, shit! There's a great '90s sound effect to to <laughs> signify that they recognise each other. If that didn't sell tickets, I might consider it, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. And don't call me hun. Uh, Wild Bill, you still with us? Eddie, Eddie, you there? Bram. Was it that? Oh, that's. That's 80s, isn't it? Yeah, Shit. dumb fool clown. Um, oh but that's... God, I have that terrible condition where I mistake the 80s for the 90s. <laughs> that terrible, um, what's uh, it? Uh, Upset. Me, <laughs> me, bad feel thing. Me watching this movie goes, oh, okay, this is when the premise is going to kick in. Oh, it's not. Next scene. <laughs> not she's, yet, she's, fucker. She's going to a basketball game now. And, and, she's uh, going to a basketball game with her close friend sometimes in the movie. Um, 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 oh, God. Only when it's needed. And, Paul, I tell you, I tell you, I don't know nothing about um, basketball, but um, there's, there's, some, <laughs> there's some good vibes going on down here on the court. Fuck yeah! Uh, Whoopi Goldberg can be heard every every single second. Um, <laughs> I mean, she does initially sneak into a very good seat, but she's too sassy to stay there, so gets sent to the back of the room. But luckily, she can fucking talk <laughs> over everyone. Yeah, she <laughs> over an entire stadium. She can Flanders, uh, <laughs> Dennis Farina. Yeah, um, from anywhere in the stadium consistently active character actor Dennis Farina is here and he meets with Frank Langella the new owner and Frank Langella has a bold new strategy for the team play good (laughs) yeah play good here's me on an horse (laughs) everybody loves it he rides into the stadium and pisses off everyone just by being Texan on a horse of all things (laughs) they recklessly set off some fireworks in the stadium resulting in a massive fire that exposes exposes massive corruption in the medical institutions oh no it's fine everyone's fine yeah play ball (laughs) And they're shit, and uh, <laughs> they are shit. And we know this because Whoopi Goldberg uh, <laughs> says so, and we can hear her. We do meet the team at the stage, yeah. and their defining characteristics get discussed, uh, yeah. including character with a logo on his head. Got to get that established. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be very important. 
He's part. He, he's. He, this is this is the movie identity again, Paul. He's all. These players are all part of John Cusack <laughs> playing oh, the Knicks. Shit. <laughs> John Cusack's the t- hair tat logo guy the whole time. He was actually the most important, not the least. Jesus. Yeah, Langella. He decides that he's going to show Whoopi Goldberg uh, a thing or two. He's, he's he's interested. She's yelling over a crowd. That's an interesting characteristic of hers. So <laughs> that that sets her apart from other sports fans. <laughs> Nobody's ever given the manager any grief before. <laughs> she did it. Without, she did it without calling him a cunt once. <laughs> he he rigs a contest for his own personal agenda, which the Knicks are willing to do at any time for any rich patrons of theirs. I want yep. that well established by this movie. She gets to try and make a free throw, and if she succeeds, she gets to start the main plot of the movie off. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Well, maybe not. Maybe they'll wait another couple of scenes first. Yeah. But uh, she does it. She, no. Yeah, she does it, and. Uh... She gets made honorary coach. Uh, she she sure does. follows Dennis Freener about a bit, and uh, he gets angrier <laughs> and angrier. Uh, and and then eventually he evicts her uh, again. Yeah, kicks her out. Yeah, because he's the man, and the man can't deal with it. Yeah, fuck fuck yeah, yeah. take that society. <laughs> so so uh, so me looking at the, uh, the the premise on IMDb going, oh, this is the point. <laughs> so the next day that um, she's coaching basketball, youth basketball. Yeah. And um Yeah, she's down playing people with yeah. some of her friends. And some some mum, some baseball mum turns up and uh I know Ooh. I know sports. And yep. and she starts yelling at Whoopi Goldberg. Like, yeah. Why is my boy on the bench? He can he can do he can do baskets real good. <laughs> and she's and, and Whoopi Goldberg's like, This boy got a D. Yeah. Yeah, in English. Yeah, in English. He didn't just get a D. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> he Who got... did this? <laughs> But she she paused for long enough to, to let that sink in. <laughs> to let that ambiguity te- terrify everyone yeah. before she saved. <laughs> it is the nineties. Well, where would we be without some gay panic? And uh, yeah, so so she 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 learns this lady real good that this boy's this boy's got to start speaking good before uh, before he can do baskets good speak again. Good first. Yeah. So as as I'm sort of scanning the horizon for, for Franklin <laughs> Geller just to see if he's watching and, and he's going to step in at the end of the scene. The next scene, then we've got another Yay. basketball match. Yes, and he he gets her down again. And at this stage, um, Uncle Avi sort of walks. Um, mm. that's, yeah, he he gets out of there. And so Langella makes Whoopi Goldberg the head coach for the night. Do I get paid yeah. for this overwhelming responsibility? Get out there, coach. <laughs> okay, you, you will do later to make you feel guilty. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's got her. Oh, poor, she's got a work. I've got a good weather. Oh. I've got a, I've got a good one based on something you just said. Hang on, everyone, a joke coming. Uh, <laughs> There's Frank no way Langella. we can edit this out and make it smooth. So just everybody. Uh, no, 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 there's absolutely yourself. no way. We don't. We, we've moved to a new software that doesn't allow editing. Shit, um, shit. Frank Langella. <laughs> what you said, Paul. What you said was Frank Langella makes Whoopi, and then I tuned out <sighs> because I thought, oh my god, like he did a sex. That is fucking legendary, mate. Oh, mate, that's oh, all right. It's thank you. Hell, I mean, mate. yeah, we can still be mates. It's where that where that fucking oh. come from? Oh, I do where not you, know. Where are you keeping that? <laughs> oh, oh, only joke I have. <laughs> oh Christ! I tell you what, Whoopi's got a work cut out for her though. I'm now worried about saying her name in any context. <laughs> <laughs> Got her work cut out for her. Fucky. Because everybody knows that the Knicks are sexist and happy to be portrayed that way at any given moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're very different, uh, like uh, retainer to the uh, to the Pentagon, didn't they? <laughs> you have to portray us as racist, <laughs> uh, sexist rather, racist as well. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm Stevie Nicks, the person who owns the Knicks. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want me signing the contract for this portrayal of the Knicks? In this film, Eddie, good, good enough. Look, people keep coming to me, Stevie Nicks, to um, in, to authorize uh, things to do with the the New York Knicks, and I'm so fucking sick of it, and just want to concentrate on my music that I'm trying to run their image into the fucking ground. But they they they, they come back more because of it. <laughs> they um, love it. But but yeah, so yeah, but, but she's you know she sort of feels like she's got to now. She's sitting next to Richard Jenkins, who who oh, well, honestly wishes she'd never been born. And she thinks, yeah, you're right, Richard <laughs> Jenkins. I've got to do something. I've really got I've got to make a difference. Well, she's got some good ideas, like defense, defense, yeah. defense, defense. Oh, wow. What is this old <laughs> new term? She she's also got some uh she's also got some believably obsessive ideas uh for, as mm. as a fan. And uh yeah. that's what's going to set her apart from Dennis Freener, whose approach was don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> 
Hey, come on, let's go. Do your job and get her out of here. Okay. Come on. Okay, okay ladies, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good head. Come back again when you can afford the seat back here. So long. Coach, what should we do in here? Don't fucking ask me that, you piece of shit. I'll beat you to death. <laughs> fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> fucking kill you. <laughs> With a shooter. So, or, like, Guy Rich is in the audience. Like, yeah, he's in the audience yeah. going, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Who's going to re- permanently replace the coach who left? The, the Farina who left? Well... How about the woman I have yet to have a second conversation with and who hasn't demonstrated any abilities at all? Whoopi Goldberg, because I read the script. <laughs> I mean, it's revealed later why he does it, but that's that's uh, not for now. He's doing it. See, what a crazy decision. <laughs> still still an interesting decision once you know why he did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll come to it. Yeah, so she, she she's now the main coach. She's number one coach, as they call it in, in, mm. in, in the basketball. And... Um, mm. Oh, I I don't know if things have happened in between these two scenes, but uh, there's there's some unsuccessful coaching going on, and then she brings in yeah. some of the kids from a from her b-ball team in to get uh, oh, yeah. autographs from some of the players. Well, two of the things that do happen before then are just two things that really firmly establish this as a timeless classic. Classic, a classic, is, um, yeah. timeless, a classic, classic of the genre. Timeless Sam Claflin. Uh, Trump supporting baseball man Dennis Rodman is here. Right. Great, so 90s. <laughs> and uh, yet to be uh, broken, publicly humiliated Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Mr. Mayor, the new coach of the Knicks is a woman. Your reaction? <laughs> it's a real breakthrough for equal rights. And she'll bring something very special to it. Do you think she can get the team out of the basement? <laughs> she can't do any worse. Truth is truth. About... I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. Great. Right. And yeah, it's, so she uh, brings brings in a little uh, beeble kitties to Come get the autograph from, kids. from the beeble men. And uh, <laughs> they go up to the, the the one who refers to himself in third person. What's his name? Pa- oh, F- Stacy pa- Keach? Stacy Stacey Patton? Stacy Keach. No, I think it's Stacy Keach. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, on, on, on reflection, I'm pretty sure it's Stacy Keach. Yeah. And he goes, Stacy Keach send the autographs. Stacy Patton, I'm sorry, autograph. <laughs> and, and uh yeah there's another one who's too busy shooting uh, some sort of sex video in, in the changing room yeah and another one is busy getting a divorce and none of them have time for the kids yeah get out of here kid i might be able to hit this yeah no, you get out of here kids i'm getting a divorce forever for all time <laughs> and all day get out of here kids i'm referring to myself in the third person i'm busy you don't you don't want to be anywhere near me <laughs> And yeah, and she takes yeah. him to town for being a bunch of prima donnas, a bunch of divas, you know, who who don't even care about basketball. And not even b-ball kids. Yeah, the most vulnerable kids of all. Do, do you know what kids kids doing b-ball come from a difficult difficult place a lot of the time, especially where I teach a difficult place uh, grammar. There's always people hanging out, you know, doing up to no good. Saying hey hey b-ball kids, do you want a drug? Do you want a drug? No thanks, I've got sports. And and and, and you are essentially <laughs> saying. Forget about sports. Do the drugs. <laughs> oh, God. But look, she, she speaks to the one who likes her. Yeah, Nate Wilson. To, to fix this team. I'm yeah. Nate Wilson. To fix this team, <laughs> you've got to solve the one issue they have each. And she does. She yeah. does. You, stop not knowing English. Yeah. You, stop womanizing. You, get stop getting a divorce. You, stop referring to yourself in the third person. <laughs> Is Logo Head Guy still here? Get a haircut. They win. <laughs> the end. <laughs> not quite. So anyway. There's a few more bits. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but things are turning around at last. Eventually, yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah. So, so the the team starts winning, and uh, it's it's going well. And uh, she's got a bit yeah. of a she's she's getting a better relationship with Nate Wilson, which is making all of us happy. And Richard Jenkins is finally starting to respect her. Which one down, six point eight billion to go, <laughs> Richard. If I could get Richard, fucking um. Now, why did the name Richard Jewell come into my mind instead of Jenkins? Fuck. Oh, because Richard Jenkins um, had nothing to do with the movie Richard Jewell. <laughs> oh, that'll be it. Yeah. yeah, if I could get Richard Jenkins to respect me, I would just... I'd take the week off, mate. Yeah. But I can't because he has he has no inherent respect for human life. You have to prove <laughs> that you're exceptional. And that and, and by definition, that does require constant effort. This this podcast <laughs> more is more effort than I'm prepared to do. Oh oh, for sure. I mean, fuck yeah. We 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 just we we basically we send Richard Jenkins the podcast and we fudge the timesheet for the editing hours <laughs> to give the impression oh, God, of us doing look, this 100 percent of our times. Paul, I can't help but notice that there's a girl in the lead of this movie, so I think we better have a fashion montage. Oh okay. But but this is a sports movie. Look at the lead. How many dicks? How many dicks? <laughs> 
Less than one fashion montage. Oh, she's wearing a fucking hoodie, and uh, she now she she thinks that it's time to dress like a manager, so she does that <laughs> via hoodie. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they they they're doing super well, right? And now she she's having yeah. dinner with Frank super Langella. Well. So so oh, after on. she um she. She did grab the rest wig and throw it out to Fabio, and yeah. Jerry Seinfeld was there. Was that oh, Jerry man. Seinfeld? Because we, I'm sure that yes, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld. Do, I, I, I need to double check because we rewound it because Nell went, "Is that Jerry Seinfeld?" And we we looked at it again and went, "We're not sure if that's Jerry Seinfeld." Go to IMDb and look in the thing because I'm pretty sure he's there. Okay, we're going to do this in real time. We, as, as mentioned did... earlier, we do not cut. He was. It was Jerry Seinfeld. Yay! He looks tired. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was the late 90s. He was a very busy man. That's true. He was uh, trying to ra- wrangle his spiritually with the uh, kind of emotional turmoil that would eventually manifest as B-movie. Oh. There's a lot of cameos by people I don't fucking know. Oh, but I know this guy. Actually, hiring Eddie was my idea from the beginning. What's that fucking self-awareness? Kill him. I want him dead. If he actually knows he's a piece of shit, yeah. I want him immediately dead. The only way I'm happy with uh, or in vaguely comfortable with living in the same world with him is if he doesn't realize he's an absolute monster. I I did what I was going to Google whether or not the uh, the scriptwriters thought, fuck me, because Trump has to be in this fucking thing because it's set in New York and he owns New York, apparently. Um, we're just going to give him yeah. this line and he's going to be too, too much of an egotist to, to realize what he's saying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> to actually fucking read yeah. it, you'll assume that they'll have written in him actually coming up with the idea earlier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll they'll he'll say it and be like, well, either I'm going to be credited <laughs> for it, or I'm going to people are going to think that I'm <laughs> cool and brave and and sick because I've <laughs> I've claimed it for myself. They actually shot a version of this movie with him as the main character. <laughs> the they had to throw it out. Account. It was the only way to get that line. <laughs> but yeah, we have run out of sports movie gags though, so I think it's time for our main character to hide under the bed during a sex. Fuck yeah, because she's gonna. She's uh, well, she's setting up flowers or some shit um in this guy's in divorce guy's room so that he doesn't Mm. he stops cheating on his fucking wife, and uh, (laughs) he he comes in and she has to hide under the bed, and whilst he's (gasps) he's he's got this filly and they have this sex talk and he calls his penis coach, which is uncomfortable now, now that she knows that. Yeah, and then she she grabs his ankle from under the bed and she's dragged out by this this eighteen foot man and uh, yeah. she goes, I'm sick of you constantly cheating on your wife and you're trying to get her back and you're telling me you love her and yet you're cheating on her all the time, by the way. The joke becomes obvious exactly 92 seconds before it's actually revealed. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, it's okay. So it's, it's his actual wife, so they're fine. They're not getting a divorce oh, anymore. Oh, what? Um, nope, not anymore. That's one down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all of the millionaire ball players are shown to have gotten even richer. Huh, I guess that has been the stakes this whole time. <laughs> oh, interesting. Mm. But... Commander Zhao is going to um, take the third person to his old stomping grounds so that he can um, third person. Oh, Stacey, third person Stacey guy. Keech. Stacey Keach, of course, yeah. He's going to take him to his old stomping grounds yeah. so that he can reconnect with his roots and his mother who's there and is angry with him. Yeah, for not passing the fucking ball. He doesn't pass the ball, by the way. And that's he the big, doesn't pass the that's ball. That's the big thing. He's a ball hog. And uh, that, that really hog. is frustra- frustrating. For, for Australians, yeah. um, he's, he's a real Joe Danaher. <laughs> for British people... He's a real uh, Jockey Wilson. Dwight Dwight York. He, he never Jockey Wilson never <laughs> passes his darts to other players during play, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> On me head, Jockey! <laughs> oh, fucking hog. <laughs> you donkey! I can't... I fit, like, literally can't do this, guys. <laughs> no one could. Greediest darts It's really darts unrealistic player. that you keep asking me to do it. <laughs> Wrong of you all. Oh, oh Christ. But now is dinner with Franklin Chetler. Christ. Okay, I've forgotten what happened. <laughs> They're having dinner, and uh, this is where I realised that uh, with that Simpsons episode where they go want to move the isotopes <laughs> to Albuquerque comes from. And uh, I don't know if this movie invents the idea of moving a, a sports team. No, but it's <laughs> it's the southern I don't know the southern gentleman, and it just had uh, it just Frank Langella is the mayor of Albuquerque, Paul. I don't know if you knew this, but in real life, he is the mayor of Albuquerque. <laughs> He's actually the mayor yeah. of Albuquerque. Maybe this was a thing in the same way that all of our uh, football teams are now owned by uh, Russian oligarchs. Maybe there was a movement in yeah. the 90s where all sports teams were uh, uh, suddenly uh, owned by southern gentlemen of the Frank Langella ilk. <laughs> Maybe. And it was a noticeable problem. And I would believe that. <laughs> Frank Langella reveals that he's going to have Whoopi Goldberg and the team move to St. Louis or St. Louis. No. If French. And uh, <laughs> if, yeah, <laughs> if, but hopefully not. Um, and and she says no, and she says, "Do you want to know why I hired you?" He has some other things he says, but then mostly, "Do you want to know why I hired you for fun, Whoopi?" Yeah. What for? For sex? <laughs> no, for 
Look, you, you're a clown. I don't give a fuck. I D G A F G. Just. I literally bought this team with no hopes of making a profit off it whatsoever. Yeah. I'm going to, which is a nice surprise, yeah. but I don't even fucking care. Yeah. I'll set fire to it right now. Yeah, All look, set fire to it like Fraser's shirt. Oh, whoever that guy is. <laughs> you do not mention that. I mention it all the time. Look, I'm wearing it as underwear right now. <laughs> I haven't washed really it. charred underwear. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he says that he hired Whoopi Goldberg because she was a clown yeah. and she was going to draw fans in and uh, make some yeah. money. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice that she's winning, but he doesn't actually care about that because he's un-American. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, oh, I just peaked when I, when I denounced him for... Uh, <laughs> well, rightly so, mate. Unpatriotic You're time. clearly very angry. Unpatriotic crimes. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm patriotic like, I'm, times I'm furious at this that we're stage. living in, and I, yeah. I can't stand it. So now, now is the lowest moment because a player has a player gets injured in the final game. Yeah, it's three minutes to go. There's three minutes the to go. She's got to send in third person guy, and yeah. um, he speaks in the first person. He's fixed. They're all fixed somehow. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> what me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you might be doing what you did last week during the middle of one of my guys, just saying, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> it's I a mean, very curious it, brand it, of yes ending. Jesus! Was... <laughs> no, I only I only half mean it, so it's 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 about as yes and uh, okay. as I get. Um, um, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're an asshole, and no, so so yeah, no, he he goes on and it's great, and uh, he passes yeah. the ball, and and shit. He... And the, the thing he said was indicative of his attitude change, of the paradigm shift brought on by his mother. Oh, and that was great. Fuck yeah. And, and, and all, that's, all that's left, there's 10 seconds to play, Paul. And I don't know if you know this, but in sport, 10 seconds is, uh, is 10 seconds, exactly. And yeah. well, uh, they, they, they've, got to, they've got to make some play or the other. It's, they're, they're 20 down in the, in the third quarter, in the eighth quarter. And it's, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So I think the other team has the potential to take it off them if they get one more goal or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So goal, you know, you know, a goal, one more goal and they'll get it. <laughs> so goal. it's a bit, it's time for the big dramatic showdown. Yeah. And it's time to, for Eddie to show off all that she's learned about these guys. And oh fuck, surprise. This whole thing has been about Richard Jenkins learning to assert himself. <laughs> he figures out the winning play. Thank God he was here. Yeah. It was all his story. Well, well, well. Also, she goes out and onto the the court and calls yes. out Frank Langella. Afterwards, she does that. Langella, whatever, for yeah. uh, for wanting to move the team to Albuquerque. Yeah, shit. When I told you my evil plan, I didn't realize you'd tell everyone. Yeah. I thought it'd just be a checkmate, butch about it. <laughs> oh well, well, you weren't. All right then. Well, so he, he comes down after everybody Touché. stands on the court uh, to yeah. like, show solidarity for yep. for sports. They all go out and yell, "Oh, captain, my captain!" And uh, Nixon is shamed. <laughs> And Frank Langella comes down and uh, and lies his way around uh, <laughs> the whole thing and says, "Of course we're going to stay in New York. I love New York, hot dogs, the other things." And everyone <laughs> and everyone's cheering about basketball by then. Limos, so, sushi restaurants, I love it all. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> as American as apple pies uh, and uh, apple as pie flavored pie. caviar. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 so the fi- the final play, they yeah. Whoopi Goldberg says to to. Ivan, the uh, the the Georgian guy who uh, doesn't who didn't speak English, his problem was that he didn't plant his feet. Uh, yeah. So if and if he was to stand his ground, it would be a what, charge. Sorry, everyone. I, 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 like until the Olympics, I didn't realize I liked basketball. So, um, and and, and he does it, and he hadn't done it all movie. And he does it, uh, and and they win. So that's great. <laughs> and then then it ends it's it's chinese it's kung fu movie the bad guys so uh, the bad guy falls down yep, and credits roll. before his balls touch the floor the credits are rolling <laughs> yep game over movie ends whoopi goldberg and frank langella go on to date for five years everything's yeah everything's good so oh great yeah it's good stuff oh oh and i didn't watch any basketball during the olympics because i was too busy watching the fucking skateboarding because i'm a different kind of 90s kid more radical. I mean, I watched both. I just got one of them on demand. <laughs> I watched them dual screen. It was very confusing <laughs> when suddenly one of the skateboarders skated into the basketball game. <laughs> he high-fived everyone, and though. That's, was great. That's how I invented skateball. So, Paul, what do you think of Eddie? 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 Eddie. Oh, I really enjoyed this. I had a lot <laughs> of fun. And uh, I... Like it, it, it's 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 one it's one of those movies that just like, sports movies are just so universal that it's it's so easy to get on board with it. 
and I found Whoopi Goldberg really funny, and yes. I, I, like a lot of the jokes really surprised me. And I don't know, I, it, I don't know if it's just sports movies, but it's just a really good way of getting to care about all the characters because uh, because all of their well being. Don't give me that face. You, <laughs> I didn't you know, know if you could see that piss. face. It was just natural. <laughs> Um, uh, he's giving me a face, listeners at home. I'm going to continue in spite of that, um, because all all of their well beings, all and all of their their personal issues uh, are uh, will, will like dictate the success of the team. So it's just it's just a surefire way of of getting you invested, and it really got me invested. And despite you being glib about like how quickly everything was turned around, there were actually nice scenes in there with her talking to these people and 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 trying to help them, and. It it managed to f- managed to fit in quite a lot for for a ninety minute movie. I thought, and I actually really enjoyed the fact that it took about five separate scenes before the premise started, mm-hmm. um, because it, it it laid an awful lot of uh, of ground. Cool. I thought I would. Yeah. I'd say it's fine. I I did find yeah. it to be fairly lazy. It's um following yeah. a very definite formula, and I found not doing it particularly well. Um, yeah, right. It felt quite insubstantial to me, especially the characters mm. who. I feel got a scene to introduce their vice, a scene to reinforce yeah. it, and then a scene to be fixed, you know, have it fixed. Eddie yeah. meets each of them once. Um, yeah. And it, it just often felt like it was doing the bare minimum number of scenes to make the story happen. Yeah. Um, but I did have fun, and I did really like Whoopi Goldberg. Um, yeah. I will say, though, she was introduced as this sort of larger-than-life, smartest woman in the room and isn't afraid to show it type. And then after mm. being given the team, it's a cool idea that she then, you know, she's had her bluff called and is feeling overwhelmed now, and so there's a slight character shift there. But I, mm. I almost felt like we never really got back to the whoopee of the opening. You know, the, the one who was really, yeah. you know, really big and just, you know, wasn't afraid to yell anyone down, no matter what it was going to cost her. But um, I, I, she's still yeah. charming throughout. Um, yeah. But she just seemed less fearless than when um we first met her. She ripped off that um, umpire's wig that. and threw it at again. Fabio. Yeah, she had the scene again. It's like <laughs> a scene yeah. for each thing that the movie has to do, and it was fine. I I found it, I found yeah. it all right. But it's um, yeah, kind of just sort of C grade for me. It, you know, it's a pass, but it's a low pass. It's not going to be in my top movies of all time. It was <laughs> it was just a, it was probably, like yeah, it had it had definitely had some issues. Mm. Uh, sure. I I do yeah, I do concede that it was sort of the scene. But mm. I think this is, this is what I'm getting at with just the universality of a of a sports movie. It just if it was just her getting to know these people and helping their mm. problems, then it would feel really, per- it would feel as perfunctory as it actually probably sure. was. But when everything is then, it's like compounded by the fact that they've got to win the big game. Mm. And it's just, it's just very easy. It's like it multiplies the stakes for me. Right. It's, uh, it's like, well, you know, she's got to, it's like, these are all B, B quests. These are the loyalty mm. missions in Mass Effect. And you've got to, you've got to, you've got to do them. And you have an, an unexpected nice moment between her and uh, the mm. guy who's getting a divorce. <laughs> Fucking didn't learn any of their names. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, but, yeah, another thing. I didn't yeah. learn any names. I, I, I learned a, a, a couple. I learned Nate Wilson because he was really I learned, good. And I, I he's going to come up quite a bit. Stacey Keach. Stacey Keach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how could you not? Um, <laughs> uh yeah, so it's not a classic by any means. Sure. And it, it, yeah. it definitely has its problems, but I was not bored. I had a, no, I, had I wasn't a, bored. A, a, I had a really fun time, and I, and I can't remember. What a Way to Go was, was different because I watched it by myself. Um, but right. I sat down with Nell, we watched Eddie, I had a, mm. a great time, and then Gary Glitter yes. came on, and that just peaked, you know. And <laughs> I, I just... It was just a real, like, carefree evening where... The, the the problems were so basic and slight that it wasn't me sitting there like really having to think this through. It's pretty obvious, and mm. I just got to have fun with Whoopi Goldberg. Again, I wouldn't call the problems slight. I would call them, you know, it's it's just. I feel like so often when you get frustrated, a little frustrated with a movie, it's because you can see the potential for what it could be. Yeah, and you know, if it could get into the heads of these characters and sort of explore yeah. them a little more, because it is a different angle. You know, the traditional mm. sports movie is. Yes, they're underdogs, but they're also the big dogs. They're the New York Knicks, you know. They're not yeah. like the Mighty Ducks, you know. Yeah. They're not a little yeah. team who, you know, have to try and beat the the yeah. premiership. These are people for whom are, they are experiencing a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah. And yet that wasn't really... None of them were, like, experiencing 
the Simone Biles kind of burnout as a result yeah. of being incredibly successful. You know, they're yeah. all having just their own issues of yeah. ego, of, um, you know, personal life stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it all gets resolved in a way that I found a little perfunctory. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see sort of, you know, this kind of concept explored and sort of laid out. But yeah, like you say, it was a perfectly mild film. There's, uh, it's just the stakes that you mentioned. I wasn't too sure about them because at no stage do they really seem to be... At one stage, they're losing every game. And they seem yeah. okay with it. They don't seem super bummed about it. And then they're not losing every game. And they seem okay about it. Mm. And it's like, eventually, they're going to get sold to St. Louis. And the movie has done a good job, a really good job, of explaining what that means to Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. And how that's going to really be a bad thing for her. And you care about that. Yeah. But the team, I'm not sure if they'd mind. I think it's about the fans as well. Sure. Yes, um, and of whom she is an avatar. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's more about what it means to fans than what it does to mm. the players. So yeah. w- with the players as the focus with their various issues and not giving them mm. that much focus or giving them probably more focus than it does any other fan. Mm. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're right there. It's If it's going to be about you know what it means to the fans, then you probably need yeah. more than a couple of... Uh, you know, a couple of newsreels and, and, and things like that. And the bag face men. I like the bag face men, I've got to say. And uh, <laughs> the the big guy who uh, who took his top off and did a dance. I want to hear about the bag face guy and the topless yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it, you're right. It had the potential to, to be something greater. But I think mm. I feel like it set out to just be that kind of 90s comedy that, uh, yeah. that was just rife in the 90s. And it, yeah, it didn't do anything mm. special. No. But I did laugh a lot. Oh, fair enough. Sometimes that's all it needs to be. This is a, a somewhat disposable but very entertaining film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get to quick firing it. Quick fire. I did enjoy the opening credits. It got me into a nineties mood. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> as as I said, the wildest presentation of Richard Jenkins' name ever. <laughs> yeah, that and the rap was um yeah. I suddenly <laughs> felt like there might be a McDonald's tie-in to this uh to this meal. <laughs> <laughs> And I enjoyed Correct. the prospect. A Richard, Richard Jenkins Pez holder. <laughs> I liked I liked the scene of uh, of Whoopi providing commentary on the, the game to all the cabbies. Um Yeah. That was just something about something about it, the idea itself was quite cool. And then the yeah. the boss when he was trying to shut her off trying to shut her off, he's running to like lock the door to get to the door and she locks it and then she runs back to the mic to carry on commentating and we see her boss run past in the foreground and she realizes he's trying to get in through the other door so she then bolts over to the door to lock that and (laughs) yeah it was a good little good little one too that was that was fun and reminded me of a similar sequence in um in the heights which just came out which has a a sequence set in a cabbie office so that was Uh, She has a line where she gets given a big tip by Langella and says, Let me give you this. Oh, no, no, come, no on. come on. I, no, really. Come on. You, you, I always say New York is one kind people. You've been very kind. Gee, Ben looks good. It's been so long since I've seen him. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I then had to Google what a, what a, uh, you know, what, what denomination the, the Benjamin Franklin was. <laughs> oh, I just took it to mean a lot, mate. <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. This is what it says in the corner of the note. <laughs> How much is this going to cost? A bit. I have a lot. Do you have change for a lot? What's he asking for? He just gave me a Benjo. Oh, Jesus. What's wrong with him? <laughs> the the line is, uh, Whoopi Goldberg opens up her wardrobe to the, the various jerseys and goes, ah, what's mm. a Goyle to wear? Made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Goyle. Well, in that scene, I have to say, I really like her apartment. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever they try to show like a shitty apartment in New York, I still always think, well, that's good. I, I, yeah, it, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Mo- movie apartments. The studio. Yeah. Movie apartments, unless you're uh in pie the <laughs> they're always 10 times bigger than anything i've ever lived in yeah unless it's midnight cowboy which might still have the worst living situation i've ever seen in a thing it's probably not going to be that bad but yeah. yeah this was a nice place i thought amazing yeah. view yeah um little like nice layout yeah i enjoyed it yeah that's it there's, there's always bit. they're always showing you some shitty tiny apartment that overlooks central park yeah <laughs> yeah all right she's doing it right <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm looking. I'm overlooking a dog that's on fire. <laughs> no one's helping you, including you. Oh, yeah, but you find out that that dog's a racist, and it's just you don't know who's a, whose side to be on. Some most of the time they don't want to be helpful. <laughs> most of the time they did it to themselves. Yeah, and that's how I learned to vote Tory. <laughs> when Dennis, when Dennis Farina makes Whoopi leave the oh, arena, callback. Oh, and best joke, second best joke of the episode. Uh, when when Dennis Farina <laughs> callback to the first one. <laughs> 
I class them as separate jokes. I have to. When yeah, when Whoopi's ejected and Dennis Freena then turns around to focus on the game, Whoopi continues to he- continues to heckle as she's being escorted out in the background, and, and you just hear her like as she's yeah. being moved away. And then the further away yeah. she gets, you can still hear her just in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, just before that, there's a great tracking shot from the ticket office into the stadium. Yeah. I really liked. I really liked the overwhelming feeling of stepping out into the stadium. And generally speaking, the photography in the stadium was it was good, but flawed. Uh, you could tell that they actually filmed it the way they probably filmed it is they actually went out on game nights and it was like, okay, the game's yeah. over or it's half time. Yeah. Now we're gonna bring a film crew out and quickly do it. So they yeah. didn't have too many setups. Yeah. You know, they didn't have all the setups in the world. They mostly had just a few cameras. But yeah. you could tell that the audience were there. It had great depth. They were using yeah. a very deep focus, so you had the players in focus, but also quite a few rows of the audience mm, as well. Yeah, and it really got across that sense of scale. That's cool. When when they're being escorted out, uh, Whoopi's mate coughs, and I just fucking panic, ball. Yay, new normal. Cover <laughs> cover your mouth for God's sake. Um, <laughs> somebody kill her. But yeah, in, in that that's that same scene, I don't care what Whoopi thinks when when she says to this this guy. Let me tell you something, man. The Knicks do not stink. They're just a man short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clark Kent. That's your comeback line. Get a life. I think that's a good comeback. I don't care if he's been <laughs> workshopping that for decades and he's finally had a chance to use it. She she <laughs> she poo-poos that comeback, but I do I do do's like that comeback. Even though she joke. later on gets ejected from a crowd very publicly, yeah. that's the line that's gonna haunt her. <laughs> so I I like it. When she's called up, she very panically runs out of breath and sits on a woman's lap yeah. in order to catch her breath. Yeah. And the face of the woman who gets um sat upon is uh it's just great yeah i really loved it we didn't we didn't need to cut back to her it was funny as a one-off shot but she was she was doing a lot of good stuff and i really enjoyed that awesome thanks lady (laughs) thanks whoever you are donald trump (laughs) in a mask um oh i'm i'm just gonna go through like the honorary coach scene because i've got quite a lot and it's just this is gonna be economic I love that. She's she's cooled down. Uh, so it starts with like a free a free throw miss uh, from the mm. from the Knicks, and there's just a it cuts to a faraway shot, and there's just a doink of the ball hitting the ring, which is great in like in silence. And then she's called to be honorary coach, and she's got this yeah. just extreme noise, um, and it cuts back to Langella's assistant looking sheepish. Yeah. <laughs> there are two other people attempting the free throw. Uh, mm. Before her, and the first one is yep. Tracy, and uh, like give it up for Tracy, and it just cuts to Whoopi Goldberg, and she goes, "Yeah, Tracy." Like a day's good clap. Yeah. When uh, when she then is made honorary coach, and Dennis Freena's trying to get her out, she does this yeah. this cheeky fuck you dance of turning around and revealing the honorary coach sign on on a, the back of her <laughs> yeah. jersey. Yeah. And then there's a bit of like aping and mimicking. She does a Dennis Freena yeah. after that, which is which is pleasing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked when she was sitting next to him and just looked really excited and yeah. like ready to try and work with this asshole, yeah. but he just wasn't having it. That was yeah, that was fun. <laughs> uh, it was it was obviously disappointing basketball. Um, <laughs> yes, every time every time they went in and uh, uh, Stacy Keach doesn't uh, doesn't pass it or someone goes for a mm. for a shot and it gets uh, blocked and they the team the other yeah. other team carry on with it. It was very mm. obviously to anyone watching just most pathetic basketball you've ever seen <laughs> i did i must say i've been spoiled lately because i have been watching quite a lot of the olympics and yeah my god some of the camera work the tokyo team have managed with this has been fucking incredible yeah like the aforementioned uh skateboarding yeah some of the shots they've managed to achieve on something that i assume is not choreographed in advance and they just have to pick up on the yeah, fly yeah. is pretty incredible so i have been a bit spoiled for really excellent sports photography lately oh i'll have two of richard jenkins lines yeah uh, one of them is when Whoopi is sitting next to him for the first time, uh-huh. I think, and um, she is muttering to herself. And uh, what is it? Does he say something to her like, um, "You should say something"? And she looks like she's about to, but then doesn't. Oh yeah. What is that? Don't tell me. Tell him. Maybe a little louder next time. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And then good. a really effortless piece of awkward acting was when he goes up to um, fucking Frank Langella and says, uh, Excuse me, sir. I have a word with you. Certainly, Mr. Zimmer. Excuse me, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just immediately, as part of the same like breath, he says, yes, we can talk. Please wait for me. Um <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, we can talk. Please don't talk to me. You know, just instantly. Yeah, yeah. And Jenkins just goes from 
you know, can I have a word with you to, yeah, sure, never mind, just effortlessly no. quickly. It was a really yeah. smooth little transaction. Oh, great. Um, well, he he. Um, Whoopi goes to fist bump Richard Jenkins a little later, and he he presents his fist, and it's quite lackluster. Yeah. Um, but it's like the rigidity of Richard Jenkins as Whoopi is yeah. his complete opposite. Going through the motions is great. <laughs> it's really great physicality yeah. from him. <laughs> oh, Jenkins is great. Yeah. He's a two man. Not to eat very love. Yeah. yeah. Watch out. Watch, Watch out, Richie. Watch out for when we cover the shape of water. Um, <laughs> it's due a critical. That's right. We're selling out. <laughs> Oh, when she's being interviewed in the uh, locker room afterwards and one of the fucking reporters just says, well, How does it feel to be a woman? Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wondered if there was going to be a couple more questions like, but what about when you're pregnant? Is it difficult to menstruate? Is it difficult to choose what to wear before you go out on the court? <laughs> Longshot did that really well, actually. Oh, Paul, the 90s goofiness almost hides the fact that these players are taking two women each to their rooms. <laughs> oh, Take that, gladiatorial times. Those scamps. Those absolute scamps. The Gary Glitter cranks up, and we can all feel <laughs> much better about how everything's going. All feel really, really <laughs> horny about the whole affair. Um, I like that when the kids are in there being disappointed by all of the players. Yeah. Um, one of the players does put his hand up to high-five the kids and gets resoundingly ignored. Yes. Um, and then one of the other teammates just sort of comes in and finishes the high-five. That was fun. Yeah. It's it's great. I I, I loved it. I, I really like John Sally as Nate Wilson. Uh, th- there's a He was just a really likeable... Like really nice guy. Uh, there's some, uh, he probably has other than Frank Langella has the mo- the most number of scenes. He has the most scenes with Whoopi Goldberg probably out of all the players. They have that conversation of uh, like being old, and he's like, "Yeah, in NBA years, I'm 138." And Whoopi, you got Goldberg goes, "Oh yeah, what well, does that make you in dog years?" And there's just like yeah. a, a cute laughter and yeah, a warmth. That. And he's the guy that talks to her later about um, yeah, you know, you're trying to get these guys to play well but you're ignoring all, oh, their, yeah. all their problems there's always one guy who's on board with the crazy premise he's hey great. i know i know you're a dog and all but i don't think that means you can't be a great train driver oh <laughs> <laughs> oh i like that character Doggy oh McGee. he's dead oh he usually dies um but that's get gonna push shot. the dog on to drive that train super good get shot by chris cooper <laughs> no dog is gonna run one of my trains <laughs> there was okay the joke about the guy the basketball player uh, explaining what a black hole is yeah somewhat contrived but i did enjoy it what's a black hole a black hole is a theoretical object in space it is so dense that matter collapses and light itself cannot escape it was yeah well phrased and fairly well paced and well reacted to by the other players it um it does a thing which I've been thinking about a lot recently with in terms of comedy, which yeah. is you need to make the decision in your film whether the characters are ridiculous or whether the world is ridiculous. Mm, yeah. And a lot of the time, and if both, that's fine, but you need to establish early on. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of comedies get into trouble when they have like one or two jokes that rely on the other. Yeah. You know, whilst mainly doing the former, and that for me was maybe a bit close to the world is ridiculous. But uh, um, okay. In a in a yeah. film where the characters are mostly ridiculous, but nevertheless, I enjoyed it. Yeah, because I think that the the joke itself, I feel like it was meant to be contrived, and it was meant to feel mm. like a weird insert. Uh, yeah, well, well, the joke was that you know, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if a basketball player knew yeah. what a black hole was? Yeah, you know, which is fine, but it felt like a very writerly joke. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But it was good. I but it's, it. It was but it's, it's a joke. And in, and in the world of Paul Ware, the only thing you write a comedy by is number of laughs. <laughs> Five-star movie. Five-star joke. Um, but then it also made me think of Futurama and the Harlem Globetrotters mm. in that and how great that is. Oh, yeah. It was a reference to the future. Yeah. Right? That's my favorite kind of reference. Oh, yeah. Well, then, check out this quick fire in the next two seconds. Uh-oh. Uh, no, I missed it. Oh, oh well. shit. Um, Came quick. There's a shot where Eddie's talking to Ivan. Ivan and... Uh, mm. The there's a, the shot from is from above, emphasizing how tall he is and how small mm. she is. Yeah, which I liked. Oh, oh yeah, I liked good. it and I thought it was good. Paul, there's your there's your hot take. <laughs> there's your cine literate take. Shit, <laughs> excellent. It's a bold new use of camera work. Look out, Eisenstein. Um, it was good. Speaking of Ivan, yeah, Ivan, Ivan. The whole uh, point of him is that he, you know, says Ivan make basket. Ivan make basket. Ivan make defense. Ivan make offense. Throughout the whole thing, and he doesn't say much else. Yeah. It was quite amusing, therefore, when he runs into a character who um, speaks his language, mm. and the subtitles indicate that all he said was, I make basket. 
Yeah, that got me. Yeah, I... that was good. I, I enjoyed that. It was only slightly... I feel like it would have been funny if earlier on they hadn't had Whoopi Goldberg try to speak his language and kind of hint at the idea that he is just an idiot. Yeah. You know, even if people are trying to speak his language or are yeah. speaking his language, he just doesn't understand much. But I enjoyed it. That yeah. was a good joke. Yeah, I, it really surprised me. Um, I've got to yeah. say, when she did try and speak his language, it wasn't very effective all the same. She ended up having to get Stacy Keach to to r- tackle her. Well, indeed, hence implying that maybe he doesn't understand. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's revealing early on that yeah. it's not just that he doesn't speak English; it's that he is a bit of an idiot. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, and and actually, uh, in the next game, Ivan's sad face when she says, "I told you to plant your feet." It's it's kind no. of a oh, oh Ivan's sorry. Ivan played bad. <laughs> Mongol like candy. Okay, there's a there's a another. There's another dumb uh, white player, mm. and I, I can't. I, I don't oh know yeah, he gets introduced for a scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Whoopi goes over and goes, "Okay, blah, time to go." Sparks, get ready to go. Where? Oh. And then <laughs> runs off the bench onto <laughs> yeah. the court, and then yeah, he's got his trousers <laughs> still on and all that. But yeah, the where oh yeah was the best bit. That is pretty good. Um, okay, my last one then. Okay. Is um there was an emotional moment I really liked, and it is when she goes and she remembers her late husband and mm. um watches a oh, video yeah. of um him playing basketball. Yeah. And uh yeah, you and know, being really into it and being, you know, a big part yeah. of the community and you know, and it shows where well again, as I'm saying this, I'm already thinking of issues with it, so I'm gonna stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's um <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that for the love of God. But we yeah, hate it's nice thinking to... on my OGT. <laughs> Sometimes thinking is um af- an antithetical to um uh positivity, which is actually genuinely a thing. Yeah. So it's well worth embracing stupidity. Except it's not sometimes, it's always kids. <laughs> it's always kids. Stop thinking immediately. Um no, I really liked that um yeah, it demonstrated sort of what this means to her. You yeah, know, where cool. this sense of community was at its strongest for her. Richard Jenkins says, You go girl which is great. <laughs> I was gonna love that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> and then a little bit later when he goes to uh, stand on the court and show solidarity with Whoopi Goldberg. Um, when he goes to make Whoopi the correct person, uh, he pushes up <laughs> his glasses with a like, rolled up paper. And uh, oh, it's, yeah. just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very cool assertive but uh, undeniably nerdy move. Yeah. And uh, in the scene when Frank Langella and Whoopi are talking about moving the team to St. Louis, mm. Louis um, Frank Langella says tits and Whoopi says fuck you in that scene i bought the players for skill i bought the cheerleaders for tits and ass you know how like we say back home no it's like we say here at home fuck you and the horse you rode in on oh my god i wasn't ready for this i thought this was a family comedy i had my kids here and it was just the worst yeah it it really it really was (laughs) and that that was it that's uh that's all the good things that i had to say and paul had to say about (laughs) Eddie, a basketball Eddie. saga. Eddie, yeah, it's it's a fine film. But what did the uh, what did the Twitter folk have to say about it? Oh gosh, well, strap on your socks, Paul, because the OG team got in touch. Well, one OG, of them did anyway. G, I haven't G, checked G, OGT. Oh, I thought that was the Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, what was what's the basketball one that they do in Space Jam and also in this? Oh, da, da, <laughs> na, 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 na. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's pretty great. Whatever it fucking is. So fuck um, yeah, nineties. Nell, nineties. gets in touch. Uh, she says, "Hey, Patton, pass the ball. What are you, the black hole of basketball? This scene is a real <laughs> slam dunk." Uh, in the... <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Um, I didn't know Nell was a basketball person. Uh, joking aside, she is. But uh, Ooh. but but joking. Oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, in, in the nineties, she continues. I watched a lot of Whoopi, and hiring mm. Eddie from my local VHS rental shop was high on nine-year-old. Oh. Uh, I was high on nine-year-olds. Uh, rent it, hiring Eddie from my local VHS rental shop was high on nine-year-old me's task list. That's great. Thank you, Pauls with a Z, for letting me revisit oh, Whoopi. I'm really glad. Whoopi uh, was great. Whoopi was around a lot when I was a kid as well in various films, and she was always a very... Yeah, she was ubiquitous. Ubiquitous in the 90s, and she was always a very uh, welcoming and warm presence. And yeah, it was really good to see. Yeah. Everything I liked about this film was sort of her-centric, um, and Aww. that I felt was very strong. That's good. You yeah. want to make it about Whoopi. You want to make it about Whoopi. Or make Whoopi. 
And I've got to say, kids at home, we've had a lot of fun today. But I, I want to talk about the, the benefits of making Whoopi um, on a regular <laughs> just basis. Just go to any film with her in it and every moment that she's not in frame, just be like, where's Whoopi? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> and that's what making Whoopi she? means. I don't like this. <laughs> you, you clowns. Thanks, OG team. Thanks, OG team. Nanel. Team Nanel. Right, let's talk about the one better thing. Yeah. The one better thing. Goodman. All right, uh, I got a couple for you, so get ready uh, in a sporting sense. Yeah, it's gonna fire the gun. Bang! First off is uh, the way back, which is Ooh. not not the Martin Sheen uh, walks a long way over a mountain <laughs> movie. It's Gavin O'Connor, a warrior <laughs> fame, directing uh, Ben Affleck as an alcoholic basketball, like high school basketball coach, who has to mm. deal with his own guilt and grief, uh, whilst mm. also coaching these kids into. Better players, better humans, and uh, there's there's less of a focus on the sport. You still see a lot of basketball being played, but there's no, there's not the same. Oh, okay, it's it's the the big game, and we're going to win the the whole thing right now if we can just get this play right. It's more about yeah. the stakes are still there whilst they manage to mm. uh, have a, a like a real human focus, and it's a fucking beautiful yeah. film. I really enjoyed it. Mm. And uh, but as it's not really a comedy, uh, you've also got uh, a little bit earlier from 1992. Way back is 2020, by the way. Mm. Quite popular. Is uh, a League of Their Own, <laughs> which is yeah. the uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, does baseball. Gina Davis and uh, Madonna do a baseball. Uh, direct a baseball together. They all did a baseball together, and uh, Penny Marshall came down to film it. Uh, in a, and they did it in a day. Um, <laughs> Tom Hanks is uh, down and out, <laughs> yeah, also alcoholic, but in a funny way. Baseball coach who is then demoted, as it were, to coaching uh, women's baseball in wartime. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's about them yeah. overcoming adversity and finding each, finding each other and and uh, so on and so forth in a real yeah. funny and heartwarming film. Um, for my one better thing, and it's going to seem a little out there. Go for it's, it. It's... Um... Forrest Gump. No, it's not. It's um, <laughs> the novel. <laughs> the novel. Read it. It's a lot darker and therefore better. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a DC fan. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Gump's been carrying the DC EU. <laughs> Back must hurt. So yeah, my film is a film that I spoke about briefly because it was one of my favorite films of 2020, but it wasn't in the top ten, so I didn't get to speak about it much. Yeah, it is one night, one night in Miami. It is cool. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, this is the Reg- Regina King film, which is about a fictional sort of encounter i can't remember the encounter happened in the you know this is an fictional account of it or if this is just yeah. an imagined encounter but mm. it's um muhammad ali just after he beat sonny liston and at the point at the time being known as cassius clay um a meeting with him malcolm x Mr. jim clay. brown and sam cook four yep. very prominent black men at the height of their powers and the height of their influence in a america that really still has a massive problem with them and you know yeah and the height of their people. superpowers the height of their superpowers as well, and that doesn't come out much, but there is a big fight in the middle of downtown Miami at the end, which is very much worth staying around for. It's a very interesting film, and the reason it came to mind is it's just about four very prominent and, you know, very accomplished black men. Uh, only one of whom, I believe. Yes, only one of whom is, you know, a big sports guy, so that's Cassius Clay. But it's about what being a prominent black man means in America at the time, and by extension, you know, now, because what's changed? Um, a lot of good things. A lot of important progress has been made mm. by the efforts of uh, activists and such. But also mm. nothing. Whichever one of those <laughs> celebrates people the best. Um, we'll play them both of those things over each other at the same time. <laughs> it's the only way uh, to really cover the entire movement. But yeah, it's just about it's just about what it meant for them. What the victory yeah. meant. Because it comes right after an important sporting victory. And it's about what that vindicates and what it ignores at the same mm. time and what it means to sort of continue to be an entertainer in various different ways. Um, yeah. When you're experiencing what they're experiencing and it's really fabulous, well-written, well-staged, incredibly mm. well-performed by the four leads. Mm. Yeah. I'd recommend it. One night in Miami. Great. Yeah. The one better thing. Okay. Well, how, how can people find out about one night in Paul's, the sex tape that got out? Well, f- first off, they can thank Nell for bringing it to everybody's attention. Uh, thank- <laughs> thanks again, Nell. Uh, thanks again for sticking around, uh, <laughs> uh, despite everything. And, despite everything. Uh, yeah, and if, if, if you want to hear my confessions, where you can listen to the WAVs uh, yeah, rendered exclusively on Twitter and Facebook. Um, <laughs> it's a daily occurrence now. There's a lot of stuff to apologize for, I've realized. 
and um, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. So get in while the getting's good. Get, get good. And we put the call out for the OG team on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon, which we also have where for as little as a dollar a month, you can get exclusive access to exclusive content, such as a sneak peek preview of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre Halloween on Curtain Roll <gasps> Special. We have been uh, en route to completing the cheese saga, as has now been known by me, <laughs> uh, aka Tom Hanks' Perfect World. Absolutely. Uh, we've been doing some uh, some poetry synopses, which mm. has been going down very well. It's actually the, the best thing and my most favorite thing from OGT I've realized <laughs> we've yeah got a whole bunch of stuff in the pipeline such as the D&D D&D roulette everybody that uh, we've got um now we've passed our $75 uh, milestone on Patreon which is fucking amazing which is just unreal frankly that people that it's, aren't my yeah. gran will give me money for this it's and, unbelievable uh, how much money your gran has given to this but it's even yeah. more amazing that people who haters less than your grand does at giving out money as well it's incredible <laughs> yeah there's so many amazing things about that sentence so i just can't <laughs> even get into it right now not um, right now but on patreon on, on patreon we we will unfortunately for for the people who who do hate us and yet pay for more content <laughs> so yeah um that's incredible and there is now uh we now are also offering merch mm. uh, where if you are a subscriber for three months, you uh, you get either a sticker, a mug, or a t-shirt, depending on your tier. And what a what a fucking great thing to offer, wouldn't you say, yeah. Paul? Oh man, I I'd mean, say so. I've never stopped thinking about it. Oh my god, think of the the, the various things you could wipe on your body when you're going ah. through a, a bit of a sweaty summer's London day. <laughs> oh god, just any one of these wonderful gifts with poorly faces adorned. Yeah. And oh, ice cold mug, stick it down your pants. Stick it down there. Refresh yourself all day. That's what me and used to say. And she hated it slightly <laughs> less than Goodman's then. <laughs> so it all works out and full circle we come back <laughs> to the end of the episode. And I just want to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. I'm Paul Sold. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Eddie is most definitely the titular Eddie Goldberg.